Blog Talk Radio. The New African Broadcast speaks to the free-thinking movement that we see emerging in the minds of today's black youth of America. African youths must be re-educated to the scientific reasoning found in natural law if this movement is to reach its full potential. Inshallah, the African American will break free of non-scientific and tribal thinking paradigms that fail to counter immoral behavior as well as limit solid economic progress in African American communities. As-salamu alaykum. The chains off me In this modern day slave offering I'm just trying to be free I love life, I'm just trying to be me And I don't really care what society says Cause if I left it up to them, I'd probably be dead But no, I feel a blood pumping through my veins Like, the people need to stop and get some things right Let's get back to the family I don't like the news, but the news talk tragedy and politics Red and blue, two sides with the gang of you Make a vote for it, make a song that can maybe grab a quote from it Don't live the revolution, leaders never run from it my mind to see what come from it Find King standing in the heat like the bus coming And I don't need luck I've been blessed from the most time Trying to go more time Cause the people say they want it But the people never realize the rain Till it's storming what's up Brother, you take in the ghetto You find a whole lot of crime I can understand I know what it means that's one thing the educators and the politicians and the establishment gotta remember. Now, brother, please, y'all. I'm ready for it, my focus up. My fist in the ass so they know it's us. Young black leaders, new Africans, they can't rap trash, it's a new packaging. And try to sell it to me. You cool loud in the streets with a college degree, I work for it. Ain't nobody got it for me. I can give you my reality, won't sell you a dream. I'm solo to the dolo, couldn't sell you a team. But I practice what I preach, I can sell a belief. Green rise to the top, rules set up beneath. Before you jump out the block, first set of your feet, you run for it. If you want it, you should go for it. Break the reverse, only go for it. Pray for it till you're so sure you walk on faith, blindfolded by the brochure. Uh, Stevie Wonder to my worst critic. Seemed like another leaping when I first did it. Worked all night, no sleep, put a bread on the table and the shoes on my feet. I'm so the definition of the definition. Now time I got some recognition. And I told him to take the chains off me. In this modern day slave off me. So you got to have mind power to deal with salvation. And that's what we're dealing with. See, we can't go back to the biblical story of two loaves of bread. Or two little fishes, five loaves of bread. Two little fishes, yeah. You know what? You can't eat dust. You know what? You can't eat Assalamu alaikum. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. 
in the name of God, the most merciful benefactor, the most merciful redeemer. Ashadu in la ilaha illallah wahdu la sharika Allah. I bear witness that there is nothing worthy of worship except Allah and Allah alone. Wa ashadu anna Muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluhu and I bear witness that Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is his servant and his last messenger. Peace and blessings upon Prophet Muhammad upon his descendants, upon the companions, upon all of the prophets from Ibrahim to Muhammad, upon all the righteous servants of God, and also upon the late Imam of Al-Islam here in North America, the United States, the outstanding teacher on religion, human psychology, social science, and the physical sciences, the late Imam Warith Uddin Muhammad Amin. I'd like to thank our radio audience for listening to the New African Broadcast. And I'd now like to inform you that this is a media effort to influence the thinking of young black youth in America. But not just any black youth, but young African Americans who can clearly see that the black community is not on equal footing with other groups of different ethnic backgrounds. Black youth that are asking serious questions about the present state of the black community. Young black people who have enough knowledge about the past history of the African American people and want to know why black people as a whole have not made significant progress as a collective group. We know we recently witnessed the massive turnout of young African-American youth and black people in general to help elect America's first African-American president. This was a great achievement for the African-American people. Since then, we see that many African-Americans have run for political offices in the city, state, and federal levels of government. We have also witnessed the resurgence of young black entertainers and musicians reach levels of great success in the entertainment industry. We even have quite a few African Americans who have achieved a high level of education and have used that education to obtain jobs that pay good salaries to support large families and even start small businesses. But for the most part, for about 80 to 85 percent of us, we have not moved far enough up the ladder of political and economic success. And young black people see this situation within the black communities. They hear the old black leadership singing hymns and making speeches on television and on college campuses and universities about the need for more jobs, more government assistance, while at the same time, the black communities are being overrun with drugs, decay, crime, and filth. Other people of different ethnic origins are coming into our communities and creating jobs that we should be creating for ourselves. This negative economic situation is creating anger in our black youth, and they are looking at the old black leadership and asking 
What is the matter with you all? And you know what? Our black youth have every right to be upset and angry. The African-American leadership, and this includes the church leadership, is in no position to instruct nor give directions to the African-American youth. No more telling the youth, just leave your problems up to Jesus. No more telling the youth, just go tell it over the mountain. This type of mindset will not pacify the new black mind we see emerging in the African-American youth. Even drugs, intoxicants, and gambling is not enough to quelch the demands for answers and justice of the black youth of today. The vices that this establishment used to sequester the black power movement of the 60s and 70s is not working on this new black youth. Don't you know that something interesting is happening on the world scene today? Not just in America, but all around the world. People are asking questions and demanding that their political leaders, their governments begin to take their concerns and demands seriously. Personally, I believe this is in the plan of God. We're living in the day of judgment, and most men have no knowledge. It is the new African's beliefs and opinions that in order for the African-American youth of today to be able to get the proper answers that they are looking for, the answers that they need, the tools that are necessary to make changes in their personal lives and in the African-American communities across this nation, that a new, more rational, more scientific thinking mindset is required. We as a people need to become more conscious of the needs of people in general and not just our own personal needs. When we accept that people of other ethnic groups have the same problems and their problems are no different than our problems, we will quickly begin to realize that the problems in the black communities are far larger than one would imagine, and the only way to tackle these issues is to become a more rational thinking human being. No spirits are going to come and correct the problems that we face in the black communities. Yes, a scientific model, a scientific mind is needed. But be aware that this establishment has developed a false model of science not based upon the natural laws of creation. Now, what do I mean? When I say the establishment, I mean the powers behind government, a shadow government, you might say, the government behind government, the powers to be that you can never see directly, but you can see the silhouette image when the light is on, a network of well-financed individuals whose influence permeates throughout the world's economy, a well-hidden group that attempts to manage the directions of the social and political atmosphere of the world governments, a shadow government. We as a people in searching for proper guidance, knowledge in its unadulterated form 
obtained from physical and metaphysical phenomenon must be careful not to blindly confuse science with what is today known as pseudoscience. Mistakenly following pseudoscience will lead us far from the path of right-mindedness and success. So what do we mean by science and pseudoscience? And furthermore, why should I even be interested in such a discussion? Well, if you expect to break the chains of a past psychosis slavery mindset and come into the knowledge of what the human self is, and the know-how or mechanics of the industrial world, you had better come to understand what science really is and how the black man in America can use it to further advance himself. Many people today have the wrong or improper understanding of what science is. Now, there are many causes for this, but one of the main causes is the entertainment industry. Over the past 40 years, the entertainment industry has produced such movies as Star Wars, Star Trek, The Terminator, Dune, Iron Man, The Day the Earth Stood Still, and many, many other scientific movies. We also see or have seen the emergence of many scientific programs on cable TV uh, in the last 20 years, such as the Sci-Fi Channel and other media forms like books, magazines, etc. Furthermore, the media appears to be infatuated with science technology, introducing news stories to the general public about new gadgets that are to come to society in the near future. Many people think modern day science is exciting and that anything that is mentioned in the media as new technology is advancing mankind to a better position for his life, his health, and his well-being. It seems like every day we are bombarded with news stories about a recent scientific study that says something like this. What you thought was a good thing yesterday, science is now saying is not a good thing today. One day these so-called scientific studies are telling us not to do this, then another day a new study comes out and suggests, no, it's all right to do what you were told not to do 20 years ago. The whole thing is quite confusing, but the scientists know what they're talking about, right? Or do they? Is science a real quantity, or is it an abstract entity that men reach for but can never, never grasp? As I mentioned earlier, the African-American people and particularly the young black youth of America, need to modify their thinking paradigms from one of an emotional factor, emotional position, to one that's more in line with 
the scientific thinking patterns or scientific models. Now, you may say, but you just mentioned that there seems to be much confusion in science and how are such models ought to be utilized by the African-American people? Good questions. But for now, hold that thought. As I move along into this talk, I think you will begin to see exactly where I am heading. Let me tell you that I am about to get a bit technical at this point in order to bring to most of you the truth that lights the world, God's revealed knowledge of science. Now, I don't want you to begin to feel this is a boasting contest, some mental exercise to show who is the heaviest. But in order to bring to your mind, to bring to you a clear understanding on what science really is, I'm going to have to get a tad heavy up in here. So do bear patiently with me, and I pray Allah that once I am finished, we will all be on the same playing field. A study was published recently in the Journal of American College of Cardiology. And a summary of this study was first released to the general public in the British newspaper, The Telegraph, a very respectable newspaper in the UK. And the study headline in the newspaper was, Fast running is as deadly as sitting on couch. Fast running is as deadly as sitting on the couch. Now, I want you to keep that headline fresh on your mind because we're going to come back in a little while and we're going to dissect what this study actually meant and how it was put together. We'll come back to it later. I'd like to now read from the Muslim Holy Book, the Quran, Surah Al-An'am, Surah 6 or Chapter 6, entitled, The Cattle. The verse I'm going to start from is verse 75. So also did we show Abraham the power and the laws of the heavens and the earth, that he might with understanding have certitude. When the night covered him over, he saw a star. He said, this is my Lord. But when it set, he said, I love not those that set. When he saw the moon rising in splendor, he said, this is my Lord. But when the moon set, he said, meaning Abraham, unless my Lord guide me, I shall surely be among those who go astray. 
When he saw the sun rising in splendor, he said, This is my Lord. This is the greatest of all. But when the sun set, he said, O oh, my people, I am indeed free from your guilt of giving partners to God. For me, I have set my face firmly and truly towards him who created the heavens and the earth, and never shall I give partners to God. This was a verse from Surah 6 in the Holy Quran titled uh, The Cattle, verses 74 through 79. Now, what is science? Now, let me say right here that I've worked for many years in the scientific area. In fact, over 30 plus years in science. And during that time, I have developed many methods, scientific methods, established many scientific protocols, developed many scientific products, and reviewed many scientific papers. So if anyone is qualified to tell you what science is, then I am one of those individuals. Science is a system of rules that govern the thinking pattern used to better understand events that are observed and experienced in the physical and metaphysical universe. Our universe is both physical and metaphysical. And there are many events that we observe and experience in the universe. When we say physical universe, what do we mean? We mean anything that you can touch, that you can interact with, that brings to the mind a thought process, though it itself may not be physical. In other words, the physical matter, the physical matter of creation, it contains information about itself, about its origins about its movements, its directions, and its interactions within itself and interactions with man. The physical world we see, objects move, such as rocks falling. We see birds flying. Is that right? We see uh, ships sailing. And planes fly. We see crops as they grow and develop. These are all physical materials that we can actually feel. Concrete. They have shape. They have a certain volume, a certain area. Sometimes this physical matter has associated with it certain tastes. And certain smells. All of these things 
are physical matter that man derives information from. He can see them grow. That's an interaction. When he eats the food, that's an interaction. He eats the food and he says, ooh, the food tastes good. That's an interaction. He eats the food. He says, oh, the food hurts my stomach. That's an interaction. All of this, we derive information. When we see the thunderstorm or the thunderclouds come and we see the heavy rain, we observe certain events. And after the heavy rain, we see the rainbow and all of its luminous colors. And we observe another event. This is physical matter. And from physical matter, man derives information about creation and about himself. He can study the rings in the tree. And from that we can determine how old the tree is. If we look at where the tree is located, we may even get some information about how old some of the rocks are. And so on. We can also look at, as men of science, we can look at fossils that we excavated from the earth. We can look at them and we can count the number of bones and with special tools that we've developed, such as radiocarbon dating, we can determine with some precision how old those fossils may be. This is physical universe, the stars, as we see them in their glorious place in the heavens and some of them as they move across the cosmos as we observe them with very sophisticated and high-powered sensitive telescopes. All of this is physical matter of the physical world. Themselves through physical matter. Now this is the physical reality. The physical world of man and his surroundings. Yet there also exists a world of energy, a world of living matter that routinely interfaces with our physical reality, the unseen forces that our five senses cannot perceive directly. Now, in order to better understand the metaphysical world, the unseen forces, Science has developed a discipline or disciplines of studies called quantum mechanics. Quantum mechanics, unlike its predecessor, classical mechanics, which is solely concerned with the study and the interaction of physical material phenomena, Quantum mechanics is mostly concerned with the unseen forces, the metaphysical forces. And what do I mean by meta metaphysical forces? Metaphysical means those forces that have reality but are not experienced by human beings or cannot be explained completely by human beings or cannot be 
defined or described completely by human beings by way of our five senses. Because you see, in the physical reality, human beings grasp information from the physical world by our interaction with creation through our five senses. That means our touching, our feeling, the smell, our senses, our smelling, our seeing, our vision, our hearing, and our tasting. All of these things, we derive information from physical matter, from physical phenomena that teaches us words that we use to describe the activity of the events that we observe and we experience from physical matter. But the metaphysical world is not directly available to us through our five senses, though they exist and interact in our physical reality. For example, we know that from classical mechanical studies, that the atom is the smallest particle that, com that composes all physical matter. All matter is composed of atoms. And even more so, all matter is composed of elements. And the elements are composed of atoms. Let me get this correct. So all matter is composed of elements, and all elements are composed of atoms. And atoms, for a long time, was believed to be the smallest particle of matter that existed in our physical universe. We further learned that atoms consisted of even smaller particles, we call subatomic particles, such as the electron, the neutron, and the proton. We know from scientific studies and investigations that for all practical purposes, the electron, the electron has no mass, no matter. It is nothing but charged energy, negative charged energy dissipated throughout the atom. On the other hand, the neutron and the proton, we can determine the mass of these particles. So even the smallest particles that man cannot see with the physical eye, but he can see with certain instruments, can determine even the smallest minuscule weight of the smallest particle unseen to the naked eye. But Look at the beauty of how creation is evolving and how man's understanding of creation is evolving right along with the evolution of creation. Because what we thought was the smallest particle, we now know that even then there are other particles that exist within these particles that have no physical mass yet they do have physical reality. With using special instruments now today, we know through transmutation 
reactions that the nuclear particles, such as the neutron and the proton, can be broken down into even smaller particles. Such particles reside within within the particles, such as mesons and pi mesons and quartz. They all make up the very atom, the atomic particle matter itself, though we have not been able to determine that they have any physical material existence. In fact, we can only see these particles temporarily using very high energetic equipment called, called cyclotrons that we can shoot particles and shoot what we call uh, alpha particles at certain nuclei of elements at very high speeds and very high temperature, and we can see the existence of such particles through their interaction, the events that occur once these interactions or these chains of events have happened. These are the unseen forces. We know that they exist because we have something called nuclear energy. Nuclear energy plants power much of the uh, needed electricity in homes throughout the continental, continental United States. So we see that there exist forces in the physical world and the uh, non-physical world that are both seen and not seen. Yet we experience all of the events from these forces. Now, let me say right here that I have tried to be as thorough as possible to explain complex ideas and concepts of science in the simplest of language that I could find. At the same time, I wanted to leave no doubt to the skeptics that though you cannot feel, see, touch, or taste a thing, or even if we cannot determine that a thing has any physical matter, does not imply that that thing does not exist. I hope you have been able to follow what I have been saying on this subject. If you had difficulty comprehending, inshallah, I hope over time what I have said will become clear and plain. Okay, let's go on. So we see that science is an accumulation of knowledge, and this knowledge is further divided into various disciplines of study. Such studies would be chemistry, physics, mathematics, biology, Bontany, and I could go on and on. And these disciplines of studies use a system of rules that dictate how the inquisitive mind, the inquisitive man, extracts knowledge or information from the universe. So a pure scientist has a set of steps or rules that he has to follow in order to obtain information from the activity or events in creation for him to get a better understanding 
of his natural environment and to better situate himself in this reality. So what are these special rules or set of rules that the scientist, that the man, that the thinking mind has to follow to better get pure, unadulterated knowledge that would help advance him in the material world and in his, and his, in his spiritual world? What are these rules? In science, we call these rules the scientific method. Now, what is the scientific method? And how did it come into being? I can tell you now that the scientific method is merely a construct of human creativity born out of necessity. Well, over the last 1,000 years, through trial and error, men who sought to understand physical matter, the creation, to understand how we as human beings fit into physical phenomenon, came to develop fundamental steps, six fundamental steps or procedures for the study of creation. These fundamental procedures are to be adhered to in the following sequential order. Observation, data gathering, hypothesis, experimentation, data analysis, and reporting. Now I know this seems a little bit over the top in what I'm saying. But as I go on, you begin to see clearly how simple these concepts are to grasp and how they can be easily used and applied in everyday life situations. Now, an observation is those objects or things or events that you can see. Feel, smell, hear, or taste from the physical universe. That is what we call in science an observation. Those objects or things or events that you can see, feel, smell, hear, or touch, or taste from the physical universe. Sometimes we call these observations in science an event. And if this is an occurrence, a happening that you see begin and you also see end. It rained from 12 p.m. to 3 p.m. continuously. That is an event. When you see a bird fly from one tree to another tree, that's an event. When you go to the store, to shop, to buy groceries, to buy appliances, then you go back home. That is an event. These observations in nature create in man a desire or a purpose to want to know how these events occur and how can I, the man, benefit from these events? Or how can I, the man, learn to protect myself from these events. 
the storm, the animals, the heat, the cold. So the thinking man, the mind, wants to know, is it possible for me to benefit from the events in his environment? Now the fool will jump right into the water without first determining how fast the water currents are flowing. But the intelligent man first would like to see what he can learn about moving water before he attempts to jump in head first. This is called data gathering, the second step evolved in the scientific method. What do we already know? What do other men have to say about the event or occurrences that I also witness? Make no assumptions about what you observe just based on your personal feelings about it. Because many times personal feelings are based on selfish motives. So the scientific method requires that the observer make no assumptions without some real verifiable information. But if the answer has not been completely established, then you continue on with your mental inquiries or mental gatherings. This is the second step in the scientific method. Now the third step in the scientific method is to make an hypothesis. What is an hypothesis? An hypothesis is essentially a guess, but not just any kind of guess. It's a guess based on a good feeling about what you already know. In other words, once you have enough knowledge on the observation, the thing under study, you may want to take a hunch on what the answer might be. Why would you want to take a hunch? Why is there a need to take a hunch? Why should you take a hunch? Because sometimes acting on a hunch will shorten the remaining amount of work you will have to do to get your answer. And, you know, sometimes we always say, you know what, I got a hunch about something. Well, you know, I've been doing it for many years, and I kind of feel like this is going to happen this way. And many times we find out that our hunches are correct. Can't you see you're already using some parts of the scientific method already, and you're not even aware of it? But I caution you to be careful not to let your preconceived beliefs interfere with your ability to think clearly. As a free thinker, you must guard against your personal feelings spilling over into your scientific investigations. So don't go into a thing looking for an answer that will justify your position that you have today. Now, no matter how much you think you learn in this process of enlightenment, you still are going to have to prove 
or figure out whether or not the information that you have or the information you think is correct or right is in fact correct at all. Thus you're going to have to run some tests, some experiments to validate what you think you know is real. You're going to have to either find some type of test method or some type of practical solution or protocols already in existence that will help validate your position or if they do not exist, you're going to have to develop them your own self. You know, there's an old saying that says, the proof is in the pudding. The proof is in the pudding. So if there are no established procedures or methods that will help you test your idea, your position, your hunch, then devise, develop means, an experiment that may prove that your hunch was correct or at least bring you into a much clearer understanding of the occurrences or events that you see happen in the physical universe. Now, if you continue on this pattern with your studies, you may even discover the underlying forces that causes these events to occur. Once you are satisfied with your experiments, you've run all the tests you think you need to run. Maybe some of the tests didn't come out the way you had designed and planned it, so you went back and you repeated the repeated the experiments. Maybe you've done many tests, many experiments. But once you've done all you think you need to run, you now need to analyze that information, that data, from your experiments. You need to see what you have. You need to figure out, you need to determine, does this information make sense? Does it jive with my original observations? Or is it in conflict with my original observations? And furthermore, does this data help bring to my mind a more clear understanding of what I have observed, the events that I see, the events that I feel, the things that I taste, the sounds that I hear, or Nature that I interact with. Does it make sense? Is it more clear? So if you're satisfied with your results from the experiment, then analyze your data. Analyze your data and see is the picture clear. Put it all together and see what you have. Was my original hunch correct? Or are my conclusions from my experiment in conflict with my original hunch or beliefs? You may find that the experiments tell you something different. You may find that your original hunch, your original belief, your original understanding that you had of the observations are incorrect. And if you find that you have to make the necessary changes, you have to 
make the changes that are necessary in your own mind, in your own soul, so that you can collectively analyze the data that you have. Now, once you've done that, once you've done all of this work, then the last step that you need to do is combine all of your work, all of your information into a report and publish your results. What do I mean by publish your results? I mean tell the world. Tell the world why you sought out this thing that was of interest to you. Tell the world what you found out. But make sure that when you tell the world, you tell the truth. Don't be like those who hide truth from men attempting to lead man from the path of truth, from the straight path. Men who cannot accept that Allah's creation is not what they think it is or it should be. That the white man is not superior to the black man. That the black man is not superior to the white man. Creation tells them that all men are created equal from a single soul. But no, no, they're not buying that. That's not what they had hoped to find from their research investigations. So instead of telling the world the truth of what they found, they take some of the truth and remove it from the report and substitute with it corrupt information that supports their position, what they personally believe creation should be like. Remember, never let your personal opinions, your personal beliefs clog your mind as to prevent you from revealing what God has revealed to you through your work. This is a great injustice to man. God has blessed you with the mind. God has blessed you with the, the, the drive, the motivation. But because you have uh, internal weakness in your own soul, in your own spirit, then you take the truth and corrupt it with a lie. That's the last step in the scientific method. Report your results in a truthful and unbiased manner. The most important step of all in the scientific method. These are the six steps in the scientific method. This is the scientific method in its purest form, and this is science in its most natural state. Now, recall the story of Ibrahim as he searched for the truth, as he searched for the one and all-powerful truth. Did he not use the scientific method as he searched the heavens in darkness? He saw the stars and how they glitter, and he thought they were God. But then Abraham, after he gathered all the information he needed, he ran experiments. He had to run experiments because he finally concluded that the light went out, so they could not be God. Then he searched the heavens again in darkness. And as he continued to search the heavens, he saw the moon. And he saw that the moon shined bright during the night. And he thought that was God. And then he did more investigations and more experimentation. And he came to conclude that the moon don't have any light. 
It's just a reflection of the light. So he came to a conclusion, this must not be God. Then he began to think again. That's what darkness means. He got into a deep process of thinking. When we think deep, really deep, and we don't know the answer, many times we close our eyes. We think in the dark. And out of the dark comes light. So Abraham began to think deep on the heavens. And he began to see that the sun, with its glorious light, that the moon was getting his light from the sun. He said, well, okay, this got to be God. But soon he saw that the sun set. And he concluded, oh, no, this is not God. I do not follow those whose light set. If you are God, why is your light fading? So Abraham then came to conclude that none of the physical things in the heavens or on the earth could be God. And then he made a report. He went to his people, said, oh, my people, I'm not like you. I'm not like the polytheists, the idolaters. I don't mix pagan concepts, pagan worship with the all-in-knowing, omnipotent one, the God. So spare me from your delusion and you going astray, your folly. For I am on the right path. So he made a report. He published his results. Is this not the scientific method? Is this not the scientific method? So we see that Allah actually gave man the original concept, the pattern of the scientific method. Yeah, this is Donald San Antonio. We gave her a bath and we started rubbing her down with um, with the XLSO, and she has had complete complete moisture in her skin ever since. Excel Nutraceuticals all-natural base SO has been scientifically developed for the management of eczema and psoriasis. For more information, go to xcel-n.com. My name is uh, Dr. Karen Holly, and I am the senior pastor at Lifeway Church, and I'm also a psychological therapist. My grandson, Christian Turner, and he uses SO, and he has eczema, and so it's just worked wonderfully for him. I tried bump stop. I tried all kind of stuff. <laughs> By my end, you would never believe, uh, people don't believe anymore that I used to have hair bumps except my friends. It cleared it up. No more dry patches, even the, the patches that would come around. Nutraceuticals, all natural products. Call today at 1-800-977-3981. Brought it for my daughters. They and my daughters really. My their hair has gotten so much thicker. It's gotten longer, and they feel it's like they had a ball, like ball spots on the side of their head. But um, ever since uh, we've been using it, they no more. Their hair has actually grown. Excel Nutraceuticals All Natural Base HGS has been scientifically developed for the control of eczema of the scalp and hair regrowth. For more information, go to www.xcel-n.com. Yes, hi. My name is Carmen. About a year ago, I had ordered three of the jars of the Excel HGS, and I'm here to tell you, Oh, it really, really worked. It stopped my hair from thinning out. My hair is just beautiful, and I'm just so very well pleased. Those all-natural products, call today at 1-800-977-3981. The new African broadcast is sponsored by XL Nutraceuticals. 
Excel Nutraceuticals produces and manufactures all natural products that help promote clear skin and healthy hair growth. Visit Excel Nutraceuticals at www.xcel-n.com or call 1-800-977-3981. And now, back to the new African broadcast. You have been listening to the New African Broadcast, a media program dedicated to the consciousness and the positive moral growth of the black youth of America. Thank you for giving us your attention and tune in to our next broadcast. Assalamu alaikum.